0: Welcome to OneShots, a dum Dumbs and Dice podcast where professional voiceover actors and improvisers tackle one-shot stories created in a variety of hit RPGs. I'm your host, DJ OneShot 2.0, and I'm here to welcome you to No Brots, No Glory, a journey into the orcish side of the 41st millennium using the Goblin Quest RPG. This arc features GM Tom McGee and players Ryan Plant, Tyler Hewitt, Laura Hamstra, and Del Borvik. What happens when the dum-dums play a group of Gretchens trying to take to the skies of Armageddon on a stolen rocket? Nobody knows. Cause it's one shots. Goblin Quest Edition. Bwap 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 bwap!
1: Hello, fellow travelers of the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. Now, this is our season hiatus, which is why we're excited to be presenting a one-shot and an exciting new system that'll let us do some bonkers stuff to entertain you for a few more weeks before we kick off the Valentine Heresy Season 3. This episode is what we call a session zero, which means it is where we are doing some planning. and We recorded it in case anyone wanted to hear how we kicked things off at the beginning of our No Grots, No Glory journey. Uh, you can check out the, the rules for playing Goblin Quest or as it became Grot Quest. And it suggested a session zero for the players where we plan out and build our various clutches of Gretchen. If you're excited to hear how the sausage is made then enjoy this episode of planning. If you're somebody who doesn't want to know how the sausage is made and instead want to dive into the adventure, then you can skip to the next episode that has been released already. So you can dive right into the adventure or you can join us for session zero. Either way, enjoy Quest.
2: From a classified debrief following the events of the Third War of Armageddon. No, but you see, that's, that's where you got it wrong. You got it all wrong, Chief. I've read the other reports. I, I looked at them. No, it wasn't, I mean, yeah, Yarg played a big role. Of course, of course he did. The old man was incredible on the field, but there's something else there. I saw them. They were little and they were green. <clears throat> they were grots. In the grim darkness of the future, hey. there is only war. And in certain sectors, That could not be more true. That is bumper sticker level true. And one planet in particular, Armageddon, has seen constant, large-scale, historic war from its earliest days with chaos incursions uh, to the the first attack led by Gazkal Urk Thraka, the the first war he led after uh, fleeing the orc homeworld, to, of course, the third war for Armageddon. Where our story tonight is set, having been defeated, barely and routed uh, during the first invasion of Armageddon, uh, the the prophet of Gork and Mork, the great Gazcall, left, and the Imperium thought in in defeat that perhaps Gazcall had learned his lesson. Sure, he'd organized the orcs in a way that had never been seen. Sure, after he got uh, hit in the head by that bolt around, he uh, you know started getting visions. He claimed uh, messages from Gork and Mork themselves, the, the orc gods. But um, it's fine, just another greenskin, right? But Gaskol was no ordinary greenskin. No, he realized that the reason the Imperium, the, the squishy humans, as they're often called, uh, won time and time again was was uh, strategy, just knowing their enemy. And for Gazkol, that's all that first battle was. He just wanted to get to know them, get to learn from his enemies, learn their weaknesses, how they'll respond. Over a span of fifty-seven years, strange, seemingly random orc incursions around various sectors concerned uh, the High Lords of Terra, concerned the Imperium. But the orcs, of course, they're 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 wild and and chaotic. They're just doing their thing. There's no rhyme or reason to these attacks. No, in fact, only one man, Commissioner, Commissioner ah, Commissar Yarick himself, the old man, the, the veteran of the campaign who managed to save the Hades hive on Armageddon uh, continued to advocate uh, that, no, 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 this, this isn't over, Gazkal is not gone. Armageddon bolstered its defenses, PDF forces were rolled out in huge, huge, huge ranks. In fact, the planetary reconstruction took so much longer because the amount of planetary defense forces being raised uh, and the off chance that another threat were to arise. Unfortunately, Armageddon being very close uh, to uh, Earth and to Terra and to the the entire system was a vital, vital supply line uh, that the Imperium simply cannot afford to lose. But Gaskol was just biding his time, and all these small raids were just his way of further getting to know his enemies, as well as here and there, picking up new tricks and tactics, which he brought to bear on the world of Armageddon 57 years to the day after his first defeat. An Imperium used to orc incursions just being a, you know, busted up tin can flying through space, randomly crashing on a planet, and then orc boys spilling out of it, yelling wah and attacking things. Were completely stunned as Gazcall's mighty teleporters brought orcs to the surface in huge numbers. The Imperial Navy was stymied by his giant rocks, asteroids he had turned into ships that protected the normally incredibly vulnerable rear of the uh, orc armada. And as a result, more orcs than had ever been seen in combat made planet fall on Armageddon. Three separate warbands landed, and Gaskol began his great revenge. Soon thereafter, Commissar Yark and the other heroes of the age returned. The Blood Angels made landfall, the Salamanders, all of them with the sole purpose of driving back the WA and reclaiming Armageddon for the Imperium. For those of you who were playing warhammer back when i was uh this was an an active campaign uh it was a global campaign where you could log your results uh into you'd have to dial up to the internet log in your results um on battles you played uh in order to turn the tides of war in in uh, armageddon they had different sectors that were under threat and depending on who weighed in where uh the story would change this really captivated the hell out of my mind back then i loved it i like, I distinctly remember playing myself because I didn't have anyone to play against, uh, like, playing Aww. against myself and then logging the results. And I really wanted the Imperium to win, but sometimes my orcs would win. I was like, ah, shit. Well, got to be honest. <laughs> um, so Armageddon stands large in my, my mind, uh, as it does indeed in many uh, citizens of the Imperium. Uh, and all of you are damn lucky because you were there. You were there on the final day of combat. Now, granted, the world continues to exist in a state of war, um, and particularly during the uh, Noctis Aeternus, a lot of new shit going on there, but that's for later. Right now, we're in the final days of the War for Armageddon proper, before it just resulted in kind of endless guerrilla fighting, when two giants met on the battlefield to determine the fate of the planet. Commissar Yark, with his power claw, seized from Gazkull himself, Gazkul ready for vengeance, having released Commissar Yarik after capturing him in order to face him one more time on the field. You were all there. You, the greatest, most important Gretchens to ever set foot on a battlefield. Yes, Grotz, the four, three to four foot tall, green, like Dobby, if you had a rough day, looking motherfuckers. You were there, and no one remembers it. <laughs> because you're pointless uh welcome everybody to no grots no glory uh our valentine <laughs> heresy interlude um where uh you the players will be taking on the roles of some intrepid gretchens so think space goblins uh who for legal reasons are called a different thing like the orcas. what are they orcus? now Oric. uh or- o-r-r-u-k oof oof a doof um uh, we're all going to be playing Gretchen's uh, on a, a desperate quest on this, the final day uh, of the battle uh, of the Third War of Armageddon, uh, and whose actions will reverberate throughout at least a meter or so next to them on the battlefield. Um, yeah. Bards will sing of other things, but we will know the tale of these these brave, heroic Gretchen's Uh doomed to die in horrific ways. Uh, so we're going to be playing a modified version of Goblin Quest uh, for this one shot. Uh Goblin Quest is an absolutely uh wonderful game um by uh Grant Howitt who you might know from Honey Heist, um uh, Jason Statham's Vacation and a bunch of other delightful like quick uh quick games. Uh and Goblin Quest is all about taking little teams of goblins uh and having them go on a big adventure. But they're goblins uh, and they're not great at surviving. So everyone's going to get to play a bunch of different characters who die horrifically, which I thought was very much in the spirit of, of dark heresy and Valentine uh, heresy in general, <laughs> um, but also just a nice uh, a nice little break uh, as we were on hiatus and planning the next season. A uh, fun way for us to to kind of get together and, and play some games um, in the interim uh, as we shift gears uh, from uh, the uh, Omnium proto-hive uh, back to the adventures of Lucius Valentine. So um, we've got our usual, uh, our usual band, uh, here and, um, for this campaign, uh, we also wanted to open it up a little bit to, uh, some of our Patreon, uh, listeners and viewers. One of the weird things that we like to do is make sure that, uh, if you are subscribed on Patreon, that you get a chance to mess with us a little bit and, uh, mm-hmm. to really leave your imprint on the show. So a lot of the names you've heard in games past have been drawn from our Patreon audience. Um, and, uh, we figured, uh, no grouts, no glory was a perfect fucking place for that. Uh, so... Uh, Tyler, Dell, uh Laura, and Ryan, uh, you are gonna be playing a uh what's known as a small clutch of grots. Uh <laughs> these are uh kind of like a, a, a loose family of grots. There's not a lot of loyalty amongst Gretchens. Um in the go- in the uh the uh I'm never gonna call them by their new name. Uh <laughs> in the orc hierarchy, um, you've basically got snotlings, which are like little weird guys. <laughs> uh you've got Gretchen's who are like en route to being orcs. Uh, you got orcs and you got knobs and basically like the bigger and stronger and smarter you get uh, the better your rank is and the scarier you become um, but often that's just decided through your actions you just one day you start getting smart and suddenly you start growing um, you know uh, gaz Cole is huge because he fi- started figuring shit out possibly because of brain damage and as a result is like
3: oh a wait big how do they grow
2: um, based on utility. So um, orcs, uh, this is a weird little lore thing that'll be helpful for later. Yeah, this is, I, uh,
3: I don't know anything about like orcs and goblins. Orcs are like, 40K there's some
2: weird like spore-based vegetation shit that we really don't need to get into. But basically, um, they're some of the most powerful psychers in the galaxy. They just don't know it. Um, so orc <laughs> technology looks like shit. It shouldn't work. The Imperium has no understanding of why it works because literally if an orc slaps together three pieces of metal and puts a bullet in it, and thinks this is a gun, that gun's gonna shoot. <laughs> so all of orc tech is like barely held oh together. If they paint, uh, there was actually a rule in the uh, orc books uh, called uh, red paint job, where like they just think red things go faster, not unlike humans. So if you pay like a point, you can go like an extra inch, but you have yeah, to paint the, it red.
1: The oh mechanicists have done studies and
2: orc vehicles painted red
1: go like 13 to 16% faster than comparable vehicles of the same structural makeup. So oh the idea God, is like, so well, funny. it looks like a cannon, But the moment we try to use it, it blows up or does nothing. But for the orcs, it'll function. Oh, my
4: God. I
3: had no idea about the Psyker angle. That's hilarious. Yeah,
1: so it also carries over to how they get bigger. So, yeah, they're spore-based, as Tom mentioned. It's why it's almost impossible to get rid of them, because literally just, like, more mushrooms will grow. (laughs) But uh, orcs start to get bigger when they decide they want to be bigger. So, like, when an orc thinks, like... I, I like, I'm, I, I wanna be the fucking knob of this squad. They just start muscling up for no reason. So the knob can be like, oh, you, you're getting big. I think <laughs> you got a fucking problem. <laughs> and then they just fucking murder each other.
3: So Gaskell that is arguing- accent argu- is canon, right? For all orcs. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, they're all- they're Based all on every video cocky. game, yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's, it's because they're all one species that's spore based. So it's like a universal accent, it's ridiculous. <laughs> But uh, so so Gaskell, yeah, the other theory about Gaskell being the biggest is simply because as warbands came together, he had to be bigger than the other guy to be in charge. So it's just an arms race
2: to grow bigger. Oh, it's hilarious. Amazing. So, uh, so we find ourselves like way down that pecking order. Uh, Grotz are, um, uh, uses everything from minesweepers, uh, not given gear just thrown into minefields <laughs> yeah. to run back, um, to ammo carriers, uh, to pilots for deadly weapons, um, and what's interesting about uh, Grotz and Gretchens in general is because they're these spore-based creatures that have kind of, like, been born into this, th- this is just, like, until they, they decide to kind of, like, bulk up a bit, they're they're cool. And, Ryan, I'm correct. Gretchens are on the evolutionary scale of orcs, right? Or are they a separate correct. genus? No, yeah. they're,
1: they're the same thing. So, generally speaking, if we're deep diving in old lore, um, <laughs> please as do, yes. the spores are. pop mm-hmm. up, first snotlings will appear— and then some of the snotlings will grow to be Gretchen, and then orc boys will start appearing. And orcs have a relatively universal but broken version of building their society, which means they'll always kind of form the same way and do things, and they're just born with instinctual knowledge. So it's not like an orc medic goes to doctor school. They just know how to be a doctor in the same terrible way that works for orcs. I can get really into the weeds, and we can talk about crorks and where orcs come from in the beginning of the galaxy. <laughs> Uh, where they were a super weapon that essentially the Necrons went to sleep and left the Khorks from the battle with the Katan and the, the Aldari back in the day. So orcs are basically just like this incredibly degraded biological weapon that's gone rogue and got real fucking dumb. It's multiplicity Amazing. and
2: we're the dumbest Khork. Nice. Huh. So of that pecking <laughs> order, <laughs> you are the lowest, the Siphon Stallings, but they kind of don't count. Um, and uh, lucky for you... Um, you're you're pretty fucking happy about that. It's pretty good. Um, that said, uh, the war for Armageddon has not been so great for you. Uh, this thing has been uh, like it, it's an honor to be serving at the side of, of the prophet of Gork and Mork. That's awesome. You're pretty excited about that. You're going to get revenge on the Umans. That was pretty great. You landed. Everything was amazing. But then the Spice Marines showed up. Uh, <laughs> and started kicking ass and taking names. And then a lot of Space Marines showed up and then Titans showed up and Titans were woken up from the previous war. But then like feral orcs who were left over from the previous war joined you. So that was good. Um, but the whole time you've basically been running between people's legs. Like all of this is going on and you're just kind of doing your best to get by. Fuck you,
4: Titan! So basically yeah,
2: 100%, but you're probably saying that to like an Imperial Guardsman. Like, that's who you think a Titan is, because, like, they're big and they have armor. Um, so there's, there's some issues there. In any case, um, we begin our game today uh, actually by building our, our goblins, or our Gretchen's, rather, uh, our grots. Yes. Um, your quest uh, today is uh, collectively, your clutches have decided that this isn't going so good. There are Titans everywhere now we've established just imperial guard to be clear um, <laughs> or space marines if they see a space marine that's that's the titan now it's just like whatever the biggest human thing they see is that's the scary giant mech um things are getting a little hairy uh also like gas gotten increasingly erratic um his, his quest for vengeance against uh commissar yark as which again you guys don't really understand but like he's gotten out of control and unfortunately the orc war camp which you to be clear are convinced is like gas war camp. It's not. It's just a war camp, but for yeah. you, it's the whole world. Okay. Um, it's it, like orcs throughout knobs, which are kind of like the the boss orcs who are like bigger and, and scarier and usually have like mechanical pieces. Um, they're all wondering if Gaskell is going to drop today. They have faith in them, of course. Of course, but like hypothetically. Um, and as a result, there's uh, power struggles starting to break out. And power struggles are never great for Gretchen's. Ever. You never come out on top of these things. So... Collectively, um, through perhaps a a miracle of inspiration from Gork and Mork themselves, possibly from something you overheard an orc talking about and decided to steal, maybe from a comic book you found uh, in an Imperial barracks, you've Mm. decided it's time to escape. Just as Gaskol mm. led the orcs off their doomed planet before the sun went supernova because they basically just stole Superman. But like, what if he got shot in the head though? And there was a weird orc prophet. Um, just as, as and I mean, unfortunately, like because Gaskol has been leading this, everyone's been hearing his legend over and over again. So you're all inspired. You don't view this as deserting. You view this as like, we're going to help. We're going to get out of here because we want to survive. But also like, this is what Gaskell did and that's a good plan. Um, and uh, you know, there's a rocket uh there's a a bay of rockets set up uh because i believe a couple of you are actually uh bomb pilots there's a set of rockets set up that can get you the hell out of here and based on the way everything's going down today's the day no 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 time like the present you gotta you gotta ride out of here on those rocks now the problem is is any of the grats are being trained to fly these rockets no um they're they're meant to to go like a distance but not like the distance you know they're uh what we we the uh, players know is these things are, are just guided missiles that grots drive, uh, thinking they're flying planes. Um, but you know that they just don't have enough juice. So you're going to need to soup this thing up. It's not going to be enough to just steal one of these rockets and pack onto it and go. You got to like jack it up a bit. Um, so we'll loop back around to exactly how you're going to do that. and We'll build out that quest in a minute. But I just want you to have that in the back of your head as, as cool. we start to build our, our goblin uh, clutches. So hmm.
3: uh,
2: first and foremost... Um, you're going to need uh, three particular things. Uh, maybe we'll, Theoretically, we name the goblins after we have these things. But yeah, no, 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 we'll just do it. We'll do it in the order the game suggests. Um, so first and foremost, uh, we all have goblin character sheets uh, with us for our collection. Yes. Uh, everyone gets five goblins. Oh, five yeah. I, I
1: crossed it out. So mine says Grot Quest. My man.
5: <laughs> yes. Um, I call mine
2: Gazgals 20. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, I love it. Love that. Uh, to the ends of the earth. Okay, so don't worry about your your grots just yet. Um, you'll notice uh, in the main part of the sheet, uh, we've got the quest over to the left, but on the right, uh, there's a few things we need to fill out. So the first is uh, your honorific. So this is the surname of your clutch. Um, this could be something like long tooth or butterfingers or Jerkwad wad um, or some other suitable moniker. Uh, but basically, this is just like for whatever weird orcish societal piece that happened, there is a name that travels uh, around that describes your particular clutch. So that doesn't mean you all need to be close. It's not like you're like, you know, it's not Oregon Trail. Um, <laughs> you just people who are loosely associated uh, with each other. You can also think of it as a club if you don't want it to be like a, a familial thing. So just write down basically like a unified Oric- last name. Oregon Trail. Oh, Jesus Christ. There you go.
4: <laughs>
2: I got it. Sorry, you died of war. <laughs> Tom, are
1: we saying them out loud? What's our setup here, Tommy?
2: Um, well, I mean, just write them down, uh, and then, um, yeah. We'll, we'll, let's do the whole sheet, then we'll just go. We'll do a round, a round of okay. everyone being like, here's my thing, just so that we're not constantly like, this, 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 this. So we need your, your honorific. Um, we need uh, an expertise. Now, each of your grots uh, that have been submitted uh, by our, our fine Patreon folks has their own, uh, has like something they're really good at, uh, which is great. But- We're talking about, like, your entire clutch is generally, like, solid at one thing. Uh, The examples in the book are running away, ganging up on things, looking pathetic enough to escape harm. This is just a universal trait that, like, your specific clutch has either trained or has just like developed over over generations understanding the generations are super short the oldest question was nine years old he was viewed as like an ancient wise man Um, he formed his own society and he got got sat on and died so we're not talking like long lives just powerful ones
5: yeah
1: that's an old guy in a village we're in a fucking
5: war zone
1: yep (laughs)
2: Tyler do you have a question there sir Nope, I was just scratching oh. my nose.
3: Is there, does it, like, sorry, like, clutch honorific, does that, like, it, it have an effect on anything? Or can that just be, like, whatever the fuck we want to call
2: it? It is literally whatever you would like to call it. Um, and keep in mind, like, it can be something that they were named. Um, they didn't necessarily have to pick it. Uh, that's true of all of their names. Um, it is It is just a, a, general, a, a general thing you should be aware of. In terms of how it plays mechanically <laughs> um when you go to roll uh and this will, this will be true of the expertise as well um when you go to roll um your yeah it, it this won't play into any of the things you roll with but for some of these things like your expertise it just means you can roll an additional that you will roll an additional die. so if you're really good at sneaking if that's your like um your your expertise then, if you're trying to do something sneaky, you just get to roll an additional dice. Now, the catch is this isn't a best dice win scenario; it's like both things happen. Um, all right, I think Laura is quite happy with hers. It's, um,
3: so, it's so fucking stupid.
2: Well, the good news <laughs> is, uh, again, because making this, I wanted to make sure that we weren't breaking canon, so I did some deep dives on on Gretchen's and Orcs, and like the good news is, as Gretchen's go, all on the level, like they are just silly little little dudes running around getting into trouble. Um, also, the Imperium dubbed the uh, the orc mech boy who planned all this Orchimedes. So I think we're fine to just go wow. with whatever we're going to go with. That was like <laughs> the grim dark space fascists were like Orchimedes. Hmm. Yeah, an um, unknown
1: target they're desperate to assassinate.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, but what will they? Not in this game. Um, excellent. So you've got that. Um, you've got a noteworthy mark. Uh, So this is a unifying feature for all of the grots uh, in your clutch. This could be something like covered in stolen hair, unusually long ears, brightly patterned skin, impressively stupid, or literally anything else you can come up with. So just, and uh, your notable mark will come into play on on dice rolls. I also cannot express enough. Please do not try and min-max these characters. Just give them something you think is fun, because there is no way to min-max the system.
3: (laughs) So so it doesn't have to be like a physical, it can be
2: just like a, a noteworthy a, mark. Like, it could be something as, as simple as, like, um, all of them. Like, if we're talking, like, Lord of the Rings, it would be, like, yeah. they have a, a white handprint on their face. Like, it's just something that identifies at distance. If I'm, like, I need to round up all ten goblins in your clutch, what do they all look like? Okay. Great. Right. So, we got that? I think Yeah. What we can safely say about Graz is you can't underthink this. Like, <laughs> no matter how little you think. 100%. Uh, all right. And then the last... The last thing, um, and um, if you would prefer to get this after you have your goblins, that's fine too, or your Gretchen's. Jesus, I'm going to do that the whole time. Um, Is you have an ancestral heirloom. This is a a mighty, powerful, magical relic that has been passed Mm. down from generation to generation. Understanding that generations may only be a few days it might just be some trash that a Grot found three days ago and thought was fun, but it's just a thing you have. I cannot stress this enough. It is not actually magic or good at anything. It's just an item you have that's been passed on uh, from Grot to Grot. Um, when you're, the current bearer of your heirloom dies, any surviving member will step up and hold it to continue the quest. So... Uh, Some examples given in the book, uh, the bin lid of protection, the incredibly lucky rope, the left foot of the great chicken flatmaster, the big heavy rock, the chair leg of uh, bashing, the sock puppet of wisdom and so on. So write it down on your sheet and uh, there's a little space to draw it. Uh, We're going to have some drawings to share when this is all done. Uh, So buckle up for that. Uh, Should be excessively silly. Um, And then once you've come up with what your heirloom is, you'll see under the box where you draw it, it's good at. So what is the thing the heirloom is absolute best in the world at doing? Usually uh, you want to lean on verbs for this. So things like stabbing, bashing, making weird noises, supporting furniture, uh, et cetera. Also, your grots are free to believe these are, in fact, magic. I'm just telling you they aren't. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so once you have those, We're going to do... We'll go around. Everyone will will say theirs. And then we're going to do a full round-robin tournament to pick your grots from this list of submitted grot names. Nice. And then you'll get to fill in the last few. Um, I know uh, at least one eager beaver amongst you already did some... Uh, his name is Tyler, and we love yep. him very much. Um, but uh, for the rest of you, um we've got some absolutely wild names uh, and and ideas submitted. In terms of what you need to know about your goblin or your Gretchens, rather, um, I've modified the system a little bit to make it more forty k e, um which means uh, that in addition to what the defining feature of each of these uh, Gretchens is and what they're excessively good at, They also have a job in the orc army. Gretchen's usually fill a very specific set of roles. And as a result, uh, I gave people the ability to just kind of pick like where, where do these Gretchen's fit in the overall orc army? Because all the jobs for Gretchen's are very funny and very weird. Um, So um, let's go around and hear what all of your, your clutches are expertise, notable Mark, what your heirloom is, what it's good at. And then we'll pick our, our grots uh, for the night. Anybody want to go first? Uh, Laura, you
3: I'll were go. so excited. Oh, Dale. do go. All
4: right. I, I drew my heirloom prior. I I, I pre-gamed a little bit. <laughs> but my clutch honorific is Bob. We are the Bob Clutch.
6: Nice.
4: Uh, our expertise is holding things. We certainly hold things. Things are held by us. Uh, their notable mark is one red eye. They all have one red eye. And my ancestral heirloom is the colander of holding. <laughs> and it is good at sorting things. You can only assume it is a colander found dropped by some imperial craft that is, it sorts.
1: <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a question, just to be clear. <laughs> they have one red eye and the other eye is a different color, or they are all missing an eye?
4: depends on the person. They all have at least one red eye.
2: (laughs) That's pretty great. Uh, That's the perfect answer, just to be clear. I love that. Yeah, I think uh, a, a colander would actually be very easy to come by given that like Armageddon was completely decimated in the first war and then well, try to rebuild it. They were also just like raising platoons of PDF, So no one was building things. So realistically, this bunker is probably like in the middle of what used to be a nice place. Um, so very easily found. Um, all right, Dell. That's very funny. I like that a lot. Uh, thank you for that. <laughs> that's um, wonderful. Who wants to go next? I'll go. All right. Hit me. Uh, so,
5: the clutch honorific is dipshit. Uh, <laughs> Which I can change if you like, but... <laughs> I, no, I like no, dipshit. I'm not your dad. All right, anyway. Their notable mark is skid marks. Um, <laughs> their ancestral heirloom is uh, a spoon. Uh, that they found. It's good at digging, scooping, spooning. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and uh, what am I missing? Oh, the, the Clutch's expertise is cannibalism.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. mm.
3: very good.
2: I love it. So we've got uh, the cannibalistic dipshits. uh uh, the, the Bob Clutch holders of things. Oh my God. Um, Ryan or Laura, what do you got?
3: Um, so I just went with the first thing I said earlier, which was the Oricon trailers. Nice. Um, yep. Their expertise is driving wagons real fast. <laughs> their notable mark is the white bonnets that they all wear. Their nice. ancestral heirloom is the spare wheel of cutting heads, cutting <laughs> off heads, my mistake. Uh, and it's good at slicing flesh. <laughs>
2: Right, let's get the slicing Artcore. and you wear bonnets all now. Right. For yeah. all
1: of our sanity, I will make it clear in 40k, they are still orcs. It's only fantasy <laughs> if they're orcs, so we don't have to stress about that. Oh, oh, that is cool. good. Oh, that does Great. help after the Eldare bullshit. I know, I know.
3: Yeah, I can't, yeah, it, but it is, and after it
1: is. Yanni, orc the on. <laughs> <and> the <laughs> Inari, there's a lot Spice of
2: ice marines. <laughs> oh, wait, now we're trading on dunes licensing. Shit. <laughs> um. Cool. Okay, that's great. Amazing. Spice must flow. Um, <laughs> Primaris spice must flow. Games Workshop says yeah. aggressively pushing cool new models. Um, all right. Cool. Ryan, hit me. Jimmy Spice. Um, so uh,
1: my my clutch are known as the Morks because no matter how many die, there's always Mork of them. Got Oof. It. Yes. And Gork
2: and Mork are the Orcish gods. You say you're accidentally the most holy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> clutch.
1: Depending on who you're talking to, because some people are really Team Gork. Um, their expertise is, is, is expertise is inspiration and leadership. They're big thinkers. They have big ideas. And they've convinced a lot of other grots to get on rockets in their place, which is why they're still alive. Um, their notable mark is they all have one orc-sized tooth. So just all of them have one huge tooth that they should not otherwise have. Um, their, their ancestral heirloom... Is uh the red gabo's hat and cape that they think they found. So the red Gobbo exists in 40k lore as basically <laughs> goblin and Gretchen Santa Claus. Oh, okay. <laughs> they believe he will lead the revolution uh for, for the Graz to take power. It's actually just a red commissar's hat and cape that they have found, but believe the red gabo left for them. Uh, and it's very good at keeping you not dead. Oh. They think okay. it just makes you so lucky you cannot die
2: well, if you wear I think, that. I think we know whose plan it is to get off world. <laughs> and I think maybe this is then a little bit more of a revolutionary like, we got to get out from under the orcs or we're all going to die. But I'll leave that up to, to you, uh, Ryan. Um, but I like that a lot. Um, okay, amazing. So I've shared this uh, character uh, name generator, or not name generator, but the, the submitted names uh, in the chat uh, previously. So we all pop over to that uh, that that sheet, uh, this, this sweet sweet Google sheet. Uh, and what I need from all of you is to roll two d six, please, to determine the initiative order of who gets to pick <laughs> names first. First, roll of the game, everybody. Make Yay! It all right, Ryan's Ooh. coming
5: in with an eight.
2: I also
4: got an eight. Oh, I got a four.
5: I rolled a 7, I beat someone. <laughs> <laughs> I beat no one. Uh, should Dell and I reroll
2: Tom. You sure perhaps? should. Yeah, we got we got to roll off. I got a 5. 7. Oh, it's Dell. Right. Awesome. Dell, Ryan, Tyler, Laura. So, yep, yeah, we'll just go around, um, grab uh, grab your grots, um, and uh which, each yeah. pick. Um, and I guess it it probably makes sense to do these all at the end, um, or maybe do, do do them one at a time, like a draft? What do you all Yeah, like?
1: I think do them one at a time, like a draft, because then we yeah. can find out who gets who, and they all okay, get that
2: yeah. on air. Great. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, we also have the usernames of folks who want to be credited, so feel free to throw those up. Um, okay, great. So, Dell, congratulations. Uh, welcome to uh, uh, 40k Grot Mart, uh, home of all your your Grotly needs. Um, go ahead and uh, give them a quick read and, and uh, pick your poison.
4: All right, I think I got it. I know what I'm looking at already. I need I need Bigaloo. Bigaloo Bob.
2: <laughs> is where
4: I'm Bigaloo at. Bob.
2: All right. Amazing. So, uh tell me about uh Bigaloo Bob.
4: Am, am I making am making it up? Oh, uh, no, there's
2: there's more. No, no, no. There's <laughs> oh, uh, oh, defining I see. feature, okay. job yes. and what what they're good at. All
4: right. Here we go. So, Bigaloo Bob is clumsy yet quick. <laughs> Bigaloo Bob is a kill a can pilot, which is very exciting. And Bigaloo Bob always messes things up in the best, worst way possible while having it turn in their favor. Just very lucky for me. Nice. Thanks fire on friendly. Appreciate you. All
2: right. Amazing. Um, All right, Ryan, you're up next. Alrighty. I
1: got to go with Murtaugh because the name Murtaugh Mork is just too good uh, as an overall combo. Uh, this Grot is one week from retirement. He's on the repair crew where he serves as a mech boy and helps perform repairs, and he's handy with a nail gun. Credit goes to no one, but I appreciate the name you gave. Amazing. All right.
2: <laughs> Great. Uh, next up, we got Tyler.
5: Uh, yeah, I'll take uh, Snick Whistle. Uh, Amazing. Snick Whistle tunelessly, uh, whistles tunelessly between his teeth when he concentrates. He's a Grot bomb pilot. Uh, he can't be distracted. He can't be distracted while he's focused. Uh, oh, that came from uh,
2: Grandma Likes D&D. Thanks, Grandma. Amazing. All right. Uh, and then last but certainly not least, Laura.
5: Um,
3: I'll t- I'm going to take Twitchy. Because Twitchy Trailer Boy. Uh, twitchy is constantly vibrating as if given electric shocks uh, or f- five too many cups of calf. And has severe heart problems. (laughs) Lovely. (laughs) Twitchy is uh, part of a repair crew, serves as mech boy and helps perform repairs, and is good at salvaging electronics and getting electrocuted. Thank you, Chris Little.
2: Uh, I should point out as well, I'm only writing down the names of these characters. Um, You'll need to keep track of like what all their specific issues yeah. are. So, if bad things happen, normally I would just uh, narrate that to you. In some cases you'll need to tell me. <laughs> yeah, um, Because I can't track the 15, characters, 20 characters that will exist by <laughs> this. All right, great. Um, who's up next? Back to Dell. Back right, to Del. me. All
4: right, I'm, I'm going with Hoopa Loopa Roomba. <laughs> <laughs> Joining Clan Bob. Short for Gretchen and walks ultra hunched, but has very long fingers. They serve as part of the repair crew, helping the mech boy. And (laughs) they're good at fitting the tiny, often broken hands in between things on the machines to get that damn bolt that shouldn't be loose. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Ingmar Yarny Sverson, whose name I probably destroyed. I'm sorry, <laughs> but thank you very much for the Gretchen.
1: So that's like the Snowpiercer grot. I like that. In <laughs> twist out. All right, I'm going to go with uh, Snippin Mork. Uh, Snippin's got a big old pair of scissors and obsessed with collecting the ears of friends and foes. <laughs> he is an orderly that works with the pain boys to carry Doc's tools and help with surgery. Except for the ear cutting thing, he is a great medic assistant. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Paul Sheerge. I'm excited for this one. So Snippin Mark. <laughs> All
2: right, uh, Tyler.
5: Let's go with... Uh... Canon Fauder <laughs> uh, always has to be first at everything. Uh, and Canon Fodder is a mob member uh, too stupid, too brave or too unlucky to find a safer place in the tribe frontline fighter. And what column is this? What's their good, what they're good at um, being lucky uh, as in sort of like a cat having nine lives. Uh, and they've already used up eight. Uh, thanks James. That
2: one's from James square. Amazing. And Laura?
3: Um, I'm going to take Zag the Pants Snaga, who is a jean stealer, but J-E-A-N.
2: Mm, that's an important distinction <laughs> this in this universe. Is a very
4: important distinction.
3: Uh, so their role is sty boy. Uh so messenger who waves uh, symbols from leaders' shoulders at other grots to relay orders. Love that. Uh, and they're good at stealing pants and using them as standards. So thanks, Joshua White.
2: Amazing. And top of the round. We're almost through these. Del.
4: Yep. All right. I'm going to grab bug guy who is their defining feature Is They're a hard ass with one of his hands, only having his middle finger and thumb <laughs> and had to replace all the other fingers. Another part of the repair crew for the mech boys. They're good at accidentally making things explode when fixing them, which is a great, <laughs> great mech. Very, ability.
2: very, very orky.
4: Yes, and thank you, Ellen. For the crack.
2: Amazing, uh, Ryan.
1: All right, I'm going with Lugie. Loogie is sneaky. When you least expect it, bam! Lugie bombs. Disgusting. Uh, <laughs> just, I just want to say these next few are going to be real rough. So if you're not into booger jokes,
2: <laughs> uh,
1: he's in a repair crew. Uh, he's an ammo orc for a mech. So he loves uh, getting into that ammo, dropping big bangs, making big messes amazing disgusting amazing uh that is thanks to uh slash i, I guess we deserve
5: <laughs> this <of>. uh
2: shilzari <laughs> great uh tyler uh
5: let's do uh uh booga booga dipshit uh <laughs> Booga has a deeply personal problem. Holy shit, I did not read anything besides the names. Booga has a deeply personal problem. His nose won't quit running with slick green yet sticky snot. Booga longs to bigger and baiter things, uh, becoming the boss of a big mech. Well, I got bad news for you, (laughs) Booga. Booga serves on a repair crew. He serves a mech boy and helps perform repairs. Uh, Booga is great at appropriating parts for his mech, often being sneaky-sneaky and borrowing from other mechs. Think Jawa. Think okay, so like think like how a Jawa does. Got it. Yeah, now I you're that was just, with
2: Jawa. That was just
5: another like orcish thing to say. Just <laughs> think Jawa. I was like, all right, sure.
7: <laughs> yeah.
5: Uh and that's also from Shilzari.
1: <laughs> now, these last two in descriptions are a pair. So should we give them both to someone? Ah, that would that would make sense. Oh, to, are
3: they?
1: Yeah, their defining um, features involve a relationship with each other.
5: Laura okay, do Laura you gonna get Double Do named.
1: Would choices? you like
2: a pair? Do
3: I get Snoota and Snota?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think that's what we're where we're at.
3: Fuck yeah. Uh Snuta has a Loogie problem. He's always coughing <laughs> up a thick loogie and spitting it in the most opportune inopportune times. Snoota is the bossy boss of the mech crew. Uh, these boys are both repair crew. Uh, okay, Snada is lazy and slow and is used to Snoota bossing him around. He's best at fixing things in the fastest way possible. Uh,
1: like a one hammer hit. Oh,
3: like a one hammer hit. Gotcha.
1: But don't forget their skills.
3: Yeah. So Snuda is good at running from things, like running in circles. Stada is great at quick repairs, but then is useless otherwise. <laughs> Thank you, Shul.
2: Sorry. Aces. Aces. So, um, for those of you who don't have a full roster, uh, go ahead and make up your own. Uh, the power is in your hands.
6: Behind you? Yes, that's right, this is Morgan Rolls, and I have a secret to share with you. Did you know that some of our inquisitorial band has been sent to us not from the inner workings of the Imperium, but from Patreon? It's true, only special $25 tier patrons can create their own NPCs that will join in the cast of select shows. So what are you waiting for? You can join us if you join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's d-u-m-b d-u-m-b d-i-c-e. That's right, come join now at patreon.com slash dumdumdice, if you think you have what it takes to survive in the grim darkness of the future.
2: All right. So I'm going to say keep your remaining goblins uh, a secret. Let's just see who they are your gretchens. God damn it. Let's just see who they are when they show up. Um we've we, we know some. Uh, you can uh, your your grats can show up in whatever order you want. Um, they all only have 2 HP and they have a little slot underneath their pictures for means of death so you can track what happens to them as as the adventure goes on. Um so the last uh, the last piece of of this puzzle is uh, we need to quickly put together what our what our quest is going to be and how it breaks down, uh, and then we will set out on the adventure to do exactly this uh, in our next episode. So, um, question one is: What do we want to do? Now we know um, what our goal is. Our goal is to escape. Uh, we're going to get on a rocket, and we're getting the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah. Uh, my question to all of you, based on um, the uh, the work. Uh, clutch is is this a revolution piece is it like the, the the gretchens must escape and we'll like form our our own society better society where we don't get killed or is it a um we're following gas uh footsteps we're gonna do what he did how are you guys thinking about this
5: uh i like
2: that it's honoring gas Multiple things can also be true for for each yeah. of you. Um, I'm also happy with that. Okay, so for uh, the dipshits, it's honoring um, yeah. uh don't Bob, know any better. Uh, yeah. Clutch Bob, what's what's your? I think
4: I think Clutch Bob is thinks if we manage to do this and escape, we will all become full big orcs. That's what will happen.
2: Okay, great. So so for personal glory and yep. great. Okay, love that. Um, Orc on trailers.
3: Um, I think they saw other Gretchen start running and thought, well, hey, they should do that too.
2: <laughs> okay, amazing, yep, yep so so on board. <laughs> and uh finally, uh clutch mork. uh
1: clutch mork wants to do a big gesture. They're aware that the red gobble exists. But somewhere else and not here, so they see this very much as like a mall Santa duty of like, you have to bring the Red Gobbo's spirit. So they're aware that probably everyone will die, but they want all the grots on the field to see the Red Gobbo riding a rocket. (laughs) It's it's a big symbolic gesture, which they've told no one else. (laughs) They've told everyone else this is an escape.
2: OK, amazing. So (laughs) it's a big symbolic gesture for some. So kind of for both, uh, it's honoring Gaskell. It is um, how to get big. It's what other people are doing. And it's what all the cool kids are doing. Uh, Obviously, yeah. Others are doing. Okay, I love that.
3: You know, just like everyone who you know, went across America They're like, oh, other people are doing this. That's why they went.
2: I guess we'll homestead. That's why they call it a bandwagon. Yeah, exactly. Um, Mm -hmm. Amazing. Uh, Okay. So now we got to break this down a little bit because you obviously just can't, this can't just happen. There's got to be some steps. So um, the first question is um, what materials do you need to do this? Um, We're looking for three things. So basically these will be the three uh, stages of your first task, um, uh, which is uh, get ready. So these are the th- the pieces you're gonna need in order to to get this. So what are what are the uh, what are the three things we're gonna need for this? We need rockets. Rockets. Yep. yep. So we got rockets. So and these these rockets. are the
3: same for all of us. Yep.
2: Yep. Because cool. you're all working towards the same plan. Um, you may have slightly different reasons for doing it, but you know, in in whisper tones amidst the trenches, you you've all managed to like agree like we'll we gotta do this, and cool. today's the day because you know like. It's no secret that this is like the day of the duel between Gaskell and, and Yark and, and the deciding day of, of the war for Armageddon. So we've got to get rockets. What else do we need?
4: Fuel, things that explode.
2: Fuel, all right. So we need to be <laughs> able to jack the rockets up. So fuel and boosters. And then
1: we need a big mech's gun so that we could strap it shooting downwards to give us more
2: up. Oh, yeah. OK, Ooh. I love that. All right. Everybody cool with those three? Yeah. Sure. Great. So that's what we need. We need the rockets. We need to be able to make them blow up so they go higher. And we're going to use the big Mac gun to help with that as well. So we got two separate propulsion sources um, that, that are going to make, make this ride. Uh, Which will fly. in
3: no way conflict with each other.
2: No, it's totally fine. Don't worry be about perfect. it. Orcs, baby. I believe. Sikers. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, question three. Um, what are you doing to get ready? Uh, so this is under task two. Um, so unfortunately, like, uh, we, we know what kind of stuff you you need. Um, but we also need to make sure you're able to act on it. So like, what are you what are the the three things you need to do in order to be able to pull off this this plan? So for example, if I was trying to create, uh, if, if I decided that my second task was to make a distraction, um, it might be like, okay, I'm gonna like, light a guy on fire, because <laughs> that's my distraction, that sort of thing. So what, uh, what's how are you? Yeah, what are you doing to get ready?
4: My vote is that we need a high place, a place that's high, mm. from so which we, to use these rockets.
5: If the ground is high, think of how much higher you get off the
2: ground oh. if the ground is already high. So fa-
3: right. find find high place. Find yeah, high so place.
2: so maybe maybe we can say <laughs> um, prep a launch pad will be mm-hmm. our task, and then the first part of that is uh, find high place. What else <laughs> will we need to do at this high place to make it a suitable oh. launch site? We need to make the high place flat. So we
1: need to trick an orc into driving something heavy over it.
4: Yep. Mm, That's very important.
2: (laughs) Yep, this is good.
4: Flatten. Flatten the high place.
2: Honestly, I, I feel like these these Gretchens making this plan is literally just what I would do if I was trying to make this plan. like I would like to believe I had something cooler than this, but no, I'd be like, oh yeah, I can't launch a rocket off a hump. That's ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. All right, what's the uh, what's the third stage of um, of uh, the launch? So we're gonna find the high place. We're gonna level it uh, a little bit uh, by getting an orchard drive over it so that'll that'll uh, make it nice and flat. Um, what's the the third thing we need? We need a countdown. I mean,
1: steal clock. And that's K L O C K. We're
2: fucking orcs. Yeah. So we're going to steal a clock or some kind of chronometer or some way of doing a countdown. Basically, I think For, we can say uh, like.
3: If I wrote countdown with a K. Just. So oh, that's
2: good, good too. Good. All of these are correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. And then uh, task number three. Uh, perhaps the most uh, important one. Um, how are you actually going to do it? So, in the case of uh, the the uh, the book, um, theirs is we want to bring some, we want to rescue some some goblins from the front. So, in their case, it was find the war, rescue some goblins, get away without being killed. So, in your case, mm. uh, I think this is about the actual rocket ride itself, uh, and this is where <laughs> those initial objectives come in. Um, so, we have to get the rocket to the launch pad. Yep. Because
1: they're separate. We can't have them drive over the rocket in step two.
4: <laughs> <laughs> we can't combine these yep. steps. It would be bad. So
3: is that stage one of task three then?
2: That is correct. Yep. What's so task three this, called? Uh, I've called it the big ride. Oh. Um, you can call it whatever you want, but I think that makes sense.
3: So get rocket to launch pad? Is that what you
2: said? Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. What's uh, what's our stage two going to be? Mm-hmm.
4: Attach Gretchen to rocket.
5: <laughs> yeah, we all have to get on. That makes Hold sense. Hold on, hang on tight.
4: Attach attachments.
1: <laughs>
2: okay, so board board rocket. Uh, I, I like, like the
4: attach.
2: Uh, so phase three, I think, is a very obvious. Uh, you gotta fly the rocket across. Yeah, the yeah. I was gonna say, a, f- a flashy hang exit. Off. You know, we're not just taking
1: off; we're doing it in style. <laughs>
2: Well, I, I want to make sure we're we're including, um, and we we can maybe determine if like board rocket or like launch rocket, if we want to debate those two. <laughs> I, I feel wrote like stage off
3: brackets in style. <laughs> okay.
2: Well, you know what? Let's let's add. We're, we're we're going we're going wild here. We're going nuts. Let's add a stage four Ooh, to this. Stage whoa. four is the actual flight. Stage three will be launch because I really like board the rocket and the fact that for Gretchen's that would in fact be a big part of the adventure. Like, you know, it's not like. Boarding a, I don't know, a commuter train, which is, like, oh, we'll just come in and sit down. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's get
1: rocket to pad, attach to rocket slash board, launch, ride in style. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Love it. Uh, slash ride in style. Amazing. Okay, my friends. Uh, so we have all of our, our stages. Uh, and now the final, the final piece, uh, there's two final pieces for this before uh, we launch into the adventure. Um we have uh four of you so um I'm going to need uh dice uh dice rolls yet again um because d6 or 1d6 um let's just go with 1d6 uh, this is to determine uh three of you're going to determine the fate of, of some of these things so uh one of you will be off the hook so that's I got great. a 4 4 from Ryan Ooh. rolled a 5
3: I got a 1 oh.
2: One. Got a three. All right. Uh, Laura, you're in the clear. Um, so um, for uh, Tyler, uh, Dell, and Ryan, uh, I'm going to need you to roll D6 again. I believe the order on that was Dell, Ryan, Tyler. Is that correct?
1: Uh, Tyler I had, had five. I had four. Dell had three. So okay. Tyler, so me. Del.
2: Literally, literally the opposite of what I said. Uh, amazing. <laughs> uh, all right. So please, in that order, roll, and that'll determine which, because uh, we're rolling right now for what goes wrong. Uh, each of these tasks will have something. Uh, that goes wrong with them. But you're not telling us, right? Or do you tell us? I mean, technically, as Goblin Quest is written, you can play without a DM, so you don't know. I'm not going to tell you until we get there. I like Um, that better. But I have made, and I will be releasing this uh, to our our Patreon for people who want to homebrew this themselves. Um, I've made my own list of misfortunes. 40K misfortunes. Um, (laughs) So that's what we will be rolling on. So you're going to roll two dice. Misfortunes. Oof! Oof a doof. Um, We really orked a can of worms on this one. Oh! Uh, um, So for (laughs) this, uh, one of your d sixes is a um, tens. Or sorry, I basically like keep the result. Keep the dice separate. Um, One of them will determine what category of misfortune you have, and the other will determine what the misfortune is. Will your misfortune be just regular orcs, specialty orcs? Is it your fellow grots? Is it squigs on the loose? Anything's possible. So, uh, Tyler, go ahead and roll when you are ready, please. Oh, no. It's a rucket
5: truck squig buggy. (laughs) All right. So that's uh, category one, and I rolled a five. Uh,
2: All right. So that's a one and a five. Thank you, sir. Tyler, can you roll that one more time? Uh, just one d6 as well. Another five. One, five. Okay. Um. All right. <laughs> oh, no. That's that's great. I love that. I love that for us. Um, okay. And um, next up, uh, Ryan, roll me just a single d6. Tell me the results.
1: All right, man, the odds against this are tremendous, but I rolled a four to get into this position. Then I rolled a four for the first die, and then I rolled a four again.
2: So I, I've never nice. been more sure that it was fated for fours. Okay. I'm going uh, fours. Uh, amazing, so um, now I'm going to need the two dice, please. Uh, wait, am I supposed to do more?
1: Yeah, uh, roll two, 2d6, two please. Oh, again? Yeah. Uh, these are six and a five. That's no fun, but it's cool. Aww. Six <laughs> and a five.
2: Uh, okay, great. I wish they were fours.
6: <laughs> uh,
4: and
2: finally, um uh, roll 1d6 right. and then roll 2d6. until I got a so. six. Six, okay.
4: And then I got a two. Okay. And six.
2: then 2d6. Uh, yes, please.
4: A five and
2: a one. Okay. Amazing. Great. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, very good. Okay. Um, amazing. So that is um, all I need from you. I'm going to determine the difficulty. It is based on um, the first task is uh, obviously a bit easier. So it'll be equal to uh, the number of players minus one um, with whichever one has something bad going on in it being slightly harder. Step two is just the difficulty of, of the four of you and then step three is a difficulty of five. That's how many successful roles uh, the goblins will need to rot shit will need to do in order to uh, accomplish their goals uh, in each phase. So that is it for prep. We have our mission. Uh, we gotta take we gotta take the big ride. Um, Yay. Uh, you all have different reasons for doing it. You all have different objectives for for why, but damn it, your clutches are coming together. And like I said at the very beginning, no grots, no glory. We'll see you on the battlefield next episode. <laughs> Good luck, and I will mourn you deaths.
0: Our No Grots, No Glory Goblin Quest adventure features our GM, Tom McGee, along with players Ryan Laplante, Tyler Hewitt, Laura Hamstra, and Del Borbink. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the One shot's logo was created by Decapitated Markers. At Decapitated Marker, that's M R K R on Twitter. This show's theme music is Gothic Trip with Thunder Horse by Damiano Baldoni. And our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J A H Z Z A R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dum's and Dice, you can visit our website at DumDumDice.com, our Twitter and Instagram at DumDumDice or on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. Or you could join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. I'm DJ OneShot 2.0. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to smash that subscribe button and show your love to OneShots. Shots. web web wow wow
1: Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, Shulzari, Christian Mendez, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon, too, at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you.
6: The Fable
4: and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
7: Greetings. I am the modestly handsome obituary writer of this fetching town of Crestfall, Idaho, and this is Death by Dying. Death is exhausting. And so, after a long day of funeral attending, I had retired to my apartment to get some shut-eye. I loosened my Versace tie and changed into my Egyptian silk pajamas.
0: Are you the detective in town?
7: No, I'm the obituary writer.
0: Really? Someone said you solve murder cases. Murder? I'm Charlotte, by the way.
7: Forgive me, but I haven't gotten past the murder part. Charlotte, the friend I now have, is staying in the apartment above her Aunt Lillian's bookshop.
0: She was my aunt. She was all I had growing up. I need to know why she's gone.
7: Murder is the spice of life. I knew just who I had to see. The Angel of Death. We have become friends over the years. Careful. Death is ever-present. Her pet, the button-eyed raven, moaned inconsolably as usual. Your friends are abandoning you, one by one.
0: You write about death, O.W., but how much do you know about what it feels like to lose someone?
7: The Shadow in the Dark Woods is making its way into Crestfall. Listen to Death by Dying on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher.